so stoked. This is going to be great. Booted Sisters. I'm Sarah and I'll be joined by my sister Rachel. And today's episode is a really big one. It is actually our season one finale. Um, and within that, we have an announcement about a season two. And we talk about Rachel's birthday. We talk about our lives in Denver and Italy for the first time and quite a bit. And yeah, there is so much to talk about in this episode. So rather than rambling here, I will let you listen to the real deal. So please enjoy the episode and check out our Instagram for some photos to accompany your listening. Hello. Got it. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? Good. A lot of our recordings start with you saying like, okay, got it. Or something like that to the recording in progress person. Yep. So <laughs> listeners, if you've ever heard any of that, it's because Zoom tells us that it's recording. Um, all right. So this is going to be a very fun jam-packed episode. Um, we've got a lot to talk about. And I think I'll start with a little bit of a teaser, Rach. Feel free to cut in if I'm phrasing this poorly. We'll get to okay. more details in the end, but I think what we can say is this episode is the season one finale. Yes, that's what I was hoping you would say. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's a good place to start with. This is going to be our last one for a little while, um, wrapping up our first season, which ended up being a good chunk of episodes. So I'm pretty proud of everything we've accomplished. Yes. Yeah, me too. Virtual high five. Um, yeah, so we'll get to lots of details. Um, it won't be too, too long. It's not like it'll be like a year before season two or anything. And we didn't really originally talk about doing this podcast in seasons, but yeah, we'll get to all the details of why that is the way we're going to do it. So I'll leave you guys on that cliffhanger. So you have to listen to the end of the episode to find out all those details. Um, but more importantly, the first thing we're going to talk about in this episode is Rachel's birthday. So everyone say a little happy birthday to Rachel. I just like a quiet virtual clap, but I, nobody can see that. So that was pointless. <laughs> Thank you. This isn't literally on your birthday. That would have been pretty crazy if both of our birthdays lined up on Wednesdays this year, but um, your birthday is, I believe, tomorrow when this airs. So text Rachel tomorrow. Oh, that's even better because then people who have, yeah, you have time. forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> it's not too late. You guys can still <laughs> wish me happy birthday on my birthday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, cool. So let's spend a little bit of time doing kind of like what we did with my birthday episode. And let's just like do some reminiscing on some of your past birthdays. Um, so first of all, actually, let's start with, do you have any birthday plans this year that you want to talk about? I'm kind of counting my Labor Day trip as a birthday plan. Yeah, um, I was hoping you might say that. <laughs> yeah. So are we saving that or... No, I think talk about it as much as you want. It can be, okay. it, obviously it hasn't happened yet. So more details to come, but this is a really exciting yeah. thing. I'm super stoked. I'm going to meet mom and the three sisters in Ireland and all five of us are going to um, enjoy like an extended weekend in Ireland over Labor Day. I'm so and excited. <laughs> yeah. It's close enough to my birthday that that's like my big birthday plan for the year. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited because I haven't been to Ireland before. And then obviously excited to like have um, this experience with 
everybody because I, I mean, you and I have traveled, but you haven't done a lot of traveling because of COVID lately. Yeah. Haven't been Um, to Europe in years. Yeah, exactly. Um, But you do have a fair bit of knowledge about Ireland. So that's going to be a help. And then obviously I have a fair bit of comfort with just traveling in general. Um, And so we'll be able to help out the other three who really haven't done any traveling. Um, So I'm, I'm really excited to like make these memories with the families. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Um, I know this is about your birthday, but I'm also super psyched for this trip. And I think it would have connected by the time we were there. My brain is very jumbled about this timeline for lots of reasons, but, um, that is so soon after your birthday. So now that you've said it and probably, like I said, I would have figured it out anyway, or thought about it anyway, but I'm very excited to now just milk that the whole time we're in Ireland. Every time I'm going to drag you into so many conversations in pubs with kind strangers. And I'm going to be like, it's her birthday every single day of the trip. And it's going to be great. (laughs) That's going to be our icebreaker. (laughs) Thank you. I would have done it without permission. (laughs) I'm I'm picturing like in PS I Love You, uh, when Lisa Kudrow and Hilary Swank are getting serenaded (laughs) in the pub. Um, Yep. Every pub, if, if every a birthday night. helps us get there, yeah. If a birthday helps us get there, then I say we use it for sure. <laughs> yeah, I again, since this trip hasn't happened yet, we have no idea what's to come exactly. So we'll have to figure out the best way to debrief it. Maybe we'll be able to get all or at least some of the sisters and mom who are coming with us to debrief with us on the pod. So stay tuned. We'll figure out how best to do that, and then. You alluded to this and we've said it lots of times, but I studied abroad in Ireland when I was in college. So that was a short study abroad. It was only a month, but um, obviously I'm extra psyched to go back because of my memories from that. Um, But yeah, I think making friends in pubs is the number one thing that is pretty much a guarantee at the, at the very least, if I have any control over it, it's a guarantee. That's like the main thing I did when I studied abroad. Plus Sam is 18. So the drinking age obviously is like 18 in Europe. And so like, we'll all be able to go to pubs together and it, it'll just be truly unreal. Like so fun. Yeah, no, I, I'm very excited. And it seems like the right amount of new and exciting territory with some familiarity to fall back on, like the English language and Guinness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I do think that it's a good first country to travel to because it was my first country that I traveled to. So I feel like I don't know anything else, but I feel like I could say that because I was nervous to go abroad and like the English speaking was a huge plus. And so I, and like mom has also been to Ireland, but years and years ago, you haven't been to Ireland, but you've obviously traveled lots of places. Like, I think we have a really good dynamic going into it where it's a mix of like still excitement. Like it's not going to be a bunch of people like, Oh, I know what this is, or we've done this before. Like we're all going to be so excited. Yeah, for sure. And like, this is different for us to travel with a group. We always talk about how we love traveling in like pairs. <laughs> um, so this will be like a challenge in a way, but I think we're all like so up for it and so excited for it. So it's just going to be so fun. It is a very yeah. good first country, I feel like. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's an upcoming birthday. Do you, yeah. So we'll have to think of some extra special birthday things to sprinkle into that trip. But all the conversations I pull you into are uh, at the minimum going to happen. <laughs> Well, I'll have to come up with a fun backstory of like, because it's it's like just far enough away that it should probably be a little bit closer. So I might need to like change what my birthday is. And then we'll have to yeah. decide like I think why we we're meeting in day. Ireland. Yeah, yeah, no, I think yeah. we can just decide each day that that day is your birthday. I think that's fine. Okay, perfect. Yeah, no, that's, that's the best life. case. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
Sweet. Yeah. So, so that's this year that's coming up in the future from when this episode airs. And then let me try, I'm trying to think if I can remember any of your most recent birthdays with your birthday being in the summer, my birthday is like kind of spring break timeline for college a lot of the time, which is interesting or like close to it. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like something about my birthday has been just like a more reliable time of year to have some consistency, but yours being late summer is such a weird time of year. Like you've had it be the first day of school. You've had it be like during school, before school, like you've had kind of all versions of it. And then like post-school, obviously like everything's just off the rails. But I guess my first question is like, what's your broad view and like opinion of like when your birthday is like time of year? Like, do you like it? (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it was rough for I think three out of four years of high school my birthday was like the first day of school which didn't make sense to me I was like we like the first time it happened it was like a Monday I'm like okay checks and then the next year they're like we're starting school on a Tuesday I'm like well this feels targeted and like it just followed me um so that was just kind of annoying but in general I do like the placement because um it's like close enough to school that people were around like we weren't usually on a big family trip or my friends weren't usually gone. Like there were, were, there's a chance of seeing people. Um, But it was also during baseball season, which is usually my like preferred way to celebrate. Um, So I I like where it's at. And it's also like, it's still summer, but like later in the summer. So I'm not like usually dying from the heat. Um, So I'm, I'm a fan of, of the placement of it for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, real quick on the school thing. Was it, just correct me if my version of the story is wrong, but I think it's right. So you're like the first day of school thing you're talking about, it was like your freshman year, it was on a Monday, your sophomore year was on a Tuesday. And then I think it would have been your senior year. It was, I think it was supposed to be the first day of school was the day before your birthday, but then that day was when there was an earthquake in Virginia and then they moved the first day of school to the next day. Was the next day, your birthday and then it did end up being on your birthday or am I misremembering like the the logistics of that you're close the earthquake occurred the day before my birthday and my birthday was supposed oh, to be yes, first yes, day yes. Of school okay that makes so sense. my gift from the gods was to delay my birthday or the delay school until the day after my birthday for my final year of public school which is great <laughs> this was like the first east coast earthquake in decades like we definitely did not grow up thinking oh earthquakes are common or we're going to encounter earthquakes yeah if you ask anyone for Virginia where they were during the earthquake they'll know what you're talking about exactly um and gratefully there wasn't a lot of damage um we were not too far from the epicenter and there was like more damage to the the I remember this the high school that was Mm -hmm. closest to the epicenter had to had to um move buildings for their school year Mm-hmm. Um, but since since there was an earthquake and our infrastructure is very much not set up for it, they needed that day to inspect the school. Um, and so they said, all right, we're going to push back one day. And that was great. It was my own little birthday present. And gotcha. I told everybody to thank me for it. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Okay. So those were pretty, that really encompasses all the high school birthdays. I mean, that is interesting. I remember like in high school when it's your birthday, in my experience, the best thing to do is to like hype up that it's your birthday, make sure everyone knows ahead of time. So that's not this weird thing of like people finding out later, but that's probably difficult when it's the first day of school. Cause everyone's distracted and like has, doesn't even like have a routine or anything yet. So did, did people usually know it was your birthday? 
definitely junior and senior year I remember doing stuff um and then freshman year obviously it was the day after my birthday so it wasn't a big deal my biggest question mark is sophomore year I don't I don't think we really did anything special at school for it but junior and senior year my friends like okay yet again you know we're starting on Rachel's birthday so I think we did some stuff um during lunch or whatever mostly I remember a couple of my friends had summer birthdays and one of one of them was working at a movie theater my senior year so um, we would all slip in for a free movie on somebody's birthday um, so I think we did that after school my senior year maybe or I'm getting birthdays mixed up but definitely <laughs> a, a going to the movies for free component um, junior senior year time frame nice that's so fun um, okay. I guess that we should have started with this before getting into more details of birthdays, but what is your opinion on like attention on your birthday? Um, I like being able to select the activity of the day. And I think that's as much as I care about it. Like, I don't need it to be all about me. We plan special outfits and like have an elaborate night, but like, maybe this is indicative of growing up in a family with lots of kids but it's like what thing do you want to do and if we get to do that thing that's fun so like again a lot of times it'll be let's go to a baseball game um or mom would make me like an oreo ice cream cake which was super delicious um so like being able to pick something special is really what i like about it It doesn't have to be like a birthday week or birthday month or like this like elaborate string of activities all in one day, but just being able to, to choose one special thing to do is as much as I like about it. Nice. Um, yeah, I also kind of remember, I doubt this is like specifically a big family thing that just played out this way because there were so many of us at home, but I do remember when we were younger, like when it was one of our siblings' birthdays, it was just kind of like, you have to just like hold back and be nice to them all day. Like you just be nice. It's their birthday, which like obviously isn't really that hard when you're older, but when you're Low a kid, bar. it's like think so hard, be so work so hard to be nice. With certain siblings, they were well aware of that too. And it was like, this is my day to get away with whatever I want. Wait, did we talk about the birthday man on John's episode? It, okay. Quick refresh if we didn't. The birthday man can take age away from you. Um, which specifically <laughs> targeted John. <laughs> yeah, I think we like lightly tossed it around for each other beyond that, but mostly we were just using it for John. Like, hey, John, the birthday man's going to come. Um, it was partly because like his birthday is right before Christmas. Um, <laughs> and so he's already, he's like, well, I'll get, I'll get presents on Christmas or I'll get presents on my birthday. Yeah, I get one. one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> So Santa wasn't enough. So we needed a second character to keep him in line for each <laughs> respective day of gift giving. <laughs> Do you remember anything else from like being little, like in general, the vibe of like when we were little and had birthdays? Cause that's specifically what I remember the most was just like, it's Rachel's birthday. It is a big deal. Everything's about Rachel deal with it. She gets to make the choices and be nice. Like that's like kind of how I remember the vibe being in the house. Um, for me, it's Mickey Mouse pancakes. I was going to say, and the yeah. Mickey Mouse pancakes. Yeah. yeah shout out but, mom. <laughs> yeah. Mickey Mouse pancakes at birthday. Um, yeah. So good. Yeah. She's also made, I don't know if this was like a later development or just as we got older, like if it was Mickey Mouse when we were younger and then changes as we got older, if she just changed, but she does like chocolate chip pancakes in the shape of the number of your birthday now, <laughs> or at least now yeah. being, I don't know, a few years ago. Sometime around when I was in college. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun twist. I feel like, yeah, I feel like. 
I don't know. We'll just ask. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get myself together and do a future season moment. The Disney licensing fees were stacking up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if it was just like a hmm, okay, like fourteen is too old to have a Mickey Mouse pancake. So whatever anyone like, I'm wondering if there was an age cutoff or if it was like across the board. Like if we had like a four year old at home right now, if she would still be making them Mickey Mouse pancakes. So, um, or maybe future Susan. All right, I've got future Susan here. So basically, I know you used to do Mickey Mouse pancakes for us when we were little. And at a certain point, you started doing pancakes in the shape of numbers, like an eight for an eighth birthday or whatever. Was there, did you start doing that because we got older and you did it like as each of us got older? Or was there like a cutoff point of like, you know, now that it's 2014, everyone gets numbers instead of Mickey Mouse? Or like, were you still (laughs) doing Mickey Mouse pancakes for the little kids? No, I don't remember any kind of conscious switch. I think I just decided it'd be fun and more individual, I guess, if you, if I did the number you were actually turning. Gotcha. Um, but I have to say, I don't really remember. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> but I, I certainly don't remember it being any kind of big conscious decision. Gotcha. I mean, it would have made sense at a certain point that, like, you don't need to be giving Mickey Mouse pancakes to teenagers. So I'm guessing it was something natural with all of that. Yeah, that's true. But then I don't remember. Honestly, I don't remember. Did I, you know, still do it for them, the younger kids? (laughs) Wait, you said Jack's there? Does Jack have any input? Yeah, Jack. I did not remember dang maybe only we got mickey mouse pancakes they kind of are yeah no and they're more impressive honestly because mickey mouse is just three circles but the numbers were are very <laughs> impressive i do remember it was tricky to be um doing them Okay, cool. Well, thank you for making a future Susan debut. All right. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Mickey Mouse pancakes were a great tradition. Okay, so let's break down some specific fun birthdays. So we talked about kind of all the high school years in one, but one the one birthday of yours that I remember the most, you will 100% know what I'm going to say. Birthday of mine that you remember? I mean, we had a party at my house with some of our like middle school friends no actually that is not the one I'm talking about so I I thought it would be obvious to you because it truly is like you're gonna obviously refresh my memory every birthday you say on here but the only one from like childhood that I remember of yours specifically is the minor league baseball game with the oh (laughs) I thought you were specifically talking about high school okay okay oh no 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 sorry yeah the west rachels yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so for my seventh birthday we were still living like in northern northern virginia and um we would go to the maryland frederick keys minor league team um a blast i loved going to those games oh so much fun so yeah so that was like our our minor minor league team of choice um and that was what i wanted to do for my birthday party my seventh birthday and we went and 
player number seven on the home team, the Frederick Keys. His last name was Rachel's. So somewhere, mom and dad definitely have this, but somewhere um, there's a picture of me on my seventh birthday um, when we got him to turn around so you could see the back of his jersey where it said Rachel's number seven. And then we, it was like the whole thing where you like tell them that you have a birthday party. We, we got like our own picnic table and everything. And they told, you know, did the like scrolling on the big teleprompter with everybody's birthdays and my name was up there. Happy birthday, Rachel, all that stuff. It was Definitely the best birthday I've ever had. It was so good. It's really funny to think of it as an adult because like the the birthday scrolling on the screen and like having a picnic table in like the cheapest area of the park, those are obviously not that unique or special, but it felt huge. Like it just felt like the biggest thing in the world. I felt like a celebrity. This was going to be gonna say, like, I, I was like, this is Rachel's <laughs> big break. Like she's yeah. famous now. <laughs> this was what was going to get me into the, um, the bat boy crew afterwards. Yeah. Like <laughs> doors were opening. Man. <laughs> yeah. That was nuts. That was so cool. I remember Googling West Rachel's a couple years ago. Cause I was like, wait, did he ever like make it big or anything? Which I, I think not really, but maybe you have an update. Um, probably not. I think, I think the keys are single a, so it's like, you really would have to do your time and work hard to make your way up from there. But he was the best player in the summer of whatever year that was, uh, in my mind. So that was exactly what it needed to be. (laughs) Nice. I minor league baseball is such a hack. It's so great because unless you're a serious baseball fan, which like obviously some people are, and that's great, but even being a serious baseball fan, like MLB is pretty hard because there's so many games. So it's like, it's a really fun sport to follow because there's always something there, but it's hard to keep up with because there's always something going on. And so like, Yes. Yeah. Minor league is just, it has everything for anybody who's not the, like a serious, serious MLB fan, because the vibes are the same. The food is the same, but cheaper. It's, yeah. The tickets are cheaper. Like baseball games are for the vibes. And they're like, they don't take themselves quite as seriously. So, you know, like I remember Frederick Keys games, like there was this one time when the manager was getting to a fight with the umpire and it was like so over the top and it was such a performance. and we loved it. Like he was doing yeah. it for the crowd and we were there for him and it was great. And you just do stupid stuff. Like shake your keys was like the yes, big thing. There. Shake your keys and- was so fun. Dad would break yeah. up his keychain and give us all a couple keys. So yes. all shake the keys. <laughs> so it's oh, got it so like, fun. like you said, it's got all the, the good things you want from an MLB game and like your beer, your hot dog, whatever it may be, you know, just sitting out in the sun for a few hours, but it's like more fun. Um, yeah. So I totally agree. I'm I think so the- glad we grew up going to minor league baseball games because it, I mean, I think that that's probably common and that's great, but other people do that too. It's not unique, but it just was so fun and it felt as special as can be. Cause we didn't care or know that much. Like, we knew we weren't on a major league game, but that made major league games feel even more special too. Like, I don't know there. It was just so fun. Yeah, absolutely. I I think the allure of the major league games are a obviously like feels a little bit bigger. Everything's a little bit like um, more you just a higher level of play, I guess. You know the pitching and the home runs and stuff like that. Um, but I think the main allure is like how special some of the ballparks are. Like going to Fenway last year was yeah. a life changing experience for sure. Um, yeah, especially for a Yankees game. So I do think like that's a, you know, the higher level of play theoretically 
and then be just like the history that some of these ballparks have. But yeah, as far as everything else, especially if you intend to do it more than once in a season, um, like you can't be a minor league team. Yeah. Except of course, Rockies games, because they have minor league prices <laughs> and they're in my city. <laughs> minor league energy. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. We could make this a baseball podcast all we want, but um, we should probably move on. But you just reminded me that last year was a very special birthday for you because you, you'll have to remind me of the specific timeline, but you pretty much got back to the U S from Japan, like right around your birthday. Yeah, there were a lot of, you know, we're talking about Ireland being kind of the event this year. There were a lot all wrapped up around my birthday last year. The first thing I did, so I got back not quite a week before my birthday. I got back like five days before my birthday or something like that. And the first thing I did was go see Brandy Carlisle with Christina and Emerson and Sam. And that was just a wonderful way to like welcome myself back to the U.S. for the first time in three years. Um, and then the whole theme of like the next few weeks that I had off was to go to as many baseball games as I could. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did Orioles with them, like right after the Brandy show, we went to Camden Yards, um, and then obviously did the Nats. We did the Fred Nats, which are the uh, minor league nationals team. (laughs) Shout out minor leagues. (laughs) Yeah. And then went up to Philly, did, um, Boston, where we met uh, Em and Dave, which was great. Um, that was Boston. so fun. Yeah, Yankees, Red Sox. Oh my gosh! And then I, th- I think the Rockies was my last one. Um, I think so. So that was five yeah. major and a minor. Yes. Yeah, that sounds okay, right. Yeah. Um, in the span of like three or four weeks, and so we'll wrap that all up as as birthday <laughs> celebration <laughs> to me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you still have yeah. your um your helmets that you got from all those games? The little souvenir ice cream helmets. I do. I don't have, I haven't done anything special with them, like put them on display or anything, but I definitely have them for sure. Yeah. That's fun. I, I remember at the Rockies game, when you got your ice cream helmet, you wanted to get Dippin' Dots, but they didn't sell Dippin' Dots in the helmets. And there was like one ice cream shop in the park that sold the helmets, but they were like out of ice. Like they were out of any of the good flavors. So you got ice cream that was like very dissatisfying. And then we filled the, like, we went and got Dippin' Dots separately and just put them in the thing. As it should be. <laughs> yeah, that was the right move. Uh, yeah, it was great. I should show you. Um, I obviously am not wearing it right now. That would have been a big coincidence. But I bought a t-shirt the last time I was at Rocky Stadium. And so I have, or Coors Field. So now I have one of the ones. I don't know if you've seen that. Let me do a quick share screen. Do you know, do you remember how like the Colorado license plates are like the green with mountainous background? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Yeah, no, I definitely remember. Those are like one of the few cool state license plates. Yeah, true. So they, the Rockies have these really cool specialty jerseys that are, they're so cool. I didn't get the jersey. I was tempted to buy the full, the legit jersey, but they're just on sale for a hundred. I mean, and in the store, they were like almost 200 or something. So I couldn't justify that. I'm not a big enough Rockies fan, but I got the t-shirt version. So now I have a dark green, um, Rockies t-shirt. So anyway, nice. Had to brag about my fandom. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that was so fun. It was so fun that the timing worked out. I mean, it's like, obviously you can have a series of fun events and they don't have to be birthday related, but it's just like fun when it feels birthday related. And like you said, baseball season always like feels, or like your birthday always feels baseball season-y. So that's a really fun theme to be putting together for 
your American birthday for the first time in a few years. And when you left for Japan, it was like practically on your birthday several years ago. Yeah. Um, and that ended up being like, we went to a Nats game, like proper Nats, um, right before I left. And then that was like one of the games that started, they they just started winning. Yeah. They just started winning after that game. Like, I don't think they won that game. It was close, but they didn't win. And then after that game, they just started winning and winning and winning and then went on to win the world series. So that was really cool. It was like, I left Japan and then I kept following the Nats, you know, from Japan or I left the States and kept following the Nats Mm -hmm. from Japan. And they were just like all of a sudden winning, which is not what they do. Um, Yeah. And it was like the baby shark season. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Throwback baby shark season. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then I watched them win from Nats Park while they were away. And it was so much fun. If anybody ever gets the opportunity to go, I don't know. I assume they do this every world series, but the like away game, like the home games of the Nats during the world series were insanely expensive tickets, obviously. And the Nats just happened to lose all of their home games, but they won the world series because four of the games were away. So they won in the last game of the series and it was away, but it was free to go to the park to watch it from there on the jumbotron. And the energy was that it was so fun like probably top five experiences of my life and it was completely free even parking was free so if anybody ever gets the opportunity to do that don't pass it up that was the best and this is officially the end of the baseball podcast I have to stop talking about this (laughs) to be continued send us your baseball questions (laughs) oh yes please do (laughs) all right so any other birthdays of note that you can think of I mean we only really talked about one from when you were little but anything else that you want to highlight that's definitely the one that that stands out the most for sure. Yeah. I was going to talk about that in the earthquake and we covered them both. <laughs> nice. Yep. Yeah. You've had some unique birthdays. Those are definitely interesting. Can you think of like a favorite birthday party that you've had? Um, we did a pool party in, in Cannon Court. Christina and the bachelors came down and a few other people came into town for it. So that one was cool. Yeah. I, I think I remember that. That was fun. And then, yeah, we did at least one party in high school, probably either my freshman or sophomore year, because it involved a lot of the um, middle school friends. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the parties that stand out in my mind. Do you see yourself having, again, the timing this year is obviously wonky, but in the future, do you like have any interest in having adult birthday parties? I have a theme selected for my 30th birthday party, which I am very stoked about. Yes. Um, Everybody so hear me being really positive about face. Rachel's 30th birthday. Nothing but positivity here. <laughs> well, this is this is me um asking somebody to host me so I can have it in the States, but I don't have a house. So <laughs> uh, preferably on the East Coast if we can manage, but yeah. Whoever wants to host my birthday party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta start early. <laughs> nice. That's ex- wait, can you tell us the theme or no way? Ah, uh, I'm really excited about it. So I'd rather yeah, wait let's keep have a secret. surprise. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, cool. Everyone but, stay tuned. This podcast yeah. will still be going when you turn 30 so that we can prove that we like being 30. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, that was fun. Uh, happy early birthday. This is super exciting. I'm very excited to celebrate your birthday in Ireland every day and all the days around it. <laughs> um, I think... We have gone a very long time without like really just doing normal debriefs of like, what's life in Italy like? And 
it's honestly the longest since you chatting about life in Italy. I haven't chatted about life in Denver in a hot second, but I've at least still done that. Some of your travel episodes. So we have a lot of catching up to do on your Italy time and like back to the roots of like, what's it like living abroad? So let's spend a few minutes just debriefing like some of our highlights of the last honestly, a few months, I guess, or just whatever has been going on lately, especially if you have any, like you've tried new foods or you've like, you know, learned new words, stuff like that. So I'm just going to give you the floor and we'll see where we go. Yeah. So on the, the topic of summer, it occurred to me that not a lot of people will, would have had the experience of seeing movies outside of the U S um, of like going oh, to yeah. the movie theater. Yeah, oh, this is so timely because when you joined my, I did a treat Friday live on Instagram, you mentioned seeing yes. Barbie and I was like, oh, can you do that? <laughs> so this is great. Yeah. I'm glad to be getting an answer. Yeah, exactly. And it, the answer is yes, you can. Um, the first time I did this was with Emily when we were in Hong Kong, like a group of, of us um, students there, you know, figured out where to go see a movie and we saw Inside Out uh in Hong Kong okay yeah (laughs) um but for anybody who is curious so um this was prompted the thought was prompted by when I saw Barbie yeah if you want to see a movie in like it's an it's a movie that was filmed in English and you want to see it in a different country but you're like not sure if you're signing if you're buying a ticket to see it in English audio or in audio of a different language what you have to look for is V-O, the letters V-O or O-V, which is original version, as opposed to V-M, which is like multilingual version. So the V-M is going to be like typically whatever the local language is, so Italian in this instance. But if you see V-O or O-V, then that, you know, if it was filmed in in English, that means it's going to be in English typically with the subtitles of... um, the local language. So I have seen movies in like six different countries now. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like, especially, you know, if you're traveling during the summer and you want kind of a break, like it's one of my favorite things to do. Um, and once, once you figure it out, like it's definitely easiest if you can be at the theater and ask the question. Um, but if you're trying, you know, if it's farther away, you don't want to like head out there unless you know that you're going to be seeing a version that you can understand, then it takes a little bit of just like digging around on the website and looking for those letters um, to tell you whether it's going to be in uh, audio of the original language or not. But what you don't want is dubbed. Do not sign up <laughs> for a movie that is dubbed because that means that they like voice over um, yeah. the other language. So if, if it if it doesn't say if it's not using the VO or VM, but it's saying like dubbed or subbed, then you want subbed because it'll still have the original audio and it'll just be subtitles at the bottom and um, the local language. But yeah. So I figured I'd pass that along for anybody who didn't know or might be interested yeah. someday seeing a movie abroad. That is very cool. And makes a lot of sense since they're like for- filmed in English. Like it makes sense that it would be available, but now all it makes me think of is like, what is the movie watching experience of people who speak languages that like movies are rarely filmed in, you know, like I'm, I'm curious about that. You probably just get used to it. I mean, it's the same as like us watching foreign films, but like most Americans aren't, or like English speakers aren't like only watching foreign films. So that makes me so curious. Also curious about people's maybe takes on dubbed versus subbed because technically dubbed exists for a reason, you know? (laughs) 
like, I agree with you, like with, with, um, again, like my only experience would be foreign films. Um, I would obviously rather read subtitles than listen to dubbed. Dub sounds crazy, but I'm wondering if there are people out there who prefer it or if it's just like an accessibility thing. So in this particular instance, if you went to a dub, like in Japan, right? I accidentally went to a dubbed movie, which meant that it was dubbed over in Japanese. And so there were no subtitles. It was just Japanese and there was no English involved. So in that situation, it's pretty clear. Like I'm just going to be confused for the whole time. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you're like, it, it comes up a lot in anime, right? Do you want dubbed or subbed um, to follow along in English? And personally, I'd rather be able to like, if, if subtitles are on, then I just read and I'm not really like watching it. And so especially for an animated show, you're kind of missing out on some of the art there. Um, so that's my hot take. Mm, I like yeah. dubbed over subbed, but. Oh, wait, you like own. dubbed? Wait, am I mishearing? You like no, dubbed? I, yeah, I like dubbed because I can actually like watch. <laughs> the show and not just sit there reading. Oh, the I'm just like sitting here not listening to you apparently. Wow. Okay. Well, I have a million percent <laughs> prefer subbed. So this is officially a poll on the Instagram. Yeah. Dubbed or oh yeah. Subbed. This is the next wow, poll. I'm so for sorry sure. for just not listening to what you're saying. But to be clear, not to set anybody up for failure. If you're trying to see a movie in English, that's where you really need to, to be careful because dub will not give you English in whatever country you're in. <laughs> I see. Okay. That's the key. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Dubbed when it's originally another language subbed OVVO when it's an English movie that you want to watch in another exactly cool (laughs) great summary Um, that's awesome (laughs) yeah sorry guys um cool yeah that sounds very fun now I'm tempted to see movies abroad I've definitely never done that I've never even thought about it because I haven't usually been like I don't know I've not usually had the time to spare so um that's pretty cool I'm curious if others have done that before because like I feel like you've had a unique experience of having so much time places where it makes more sense but do do you know off the top of your head which six countries you've seen movies in I'm glad you asked um (laughs) so the original was in uh Hong Hong Kong Kong. like I talked about then Japan um did a couple times there France and was that your when did you see a movie in France (laughs) over New Year's this may have been New Year's Eve where like Things were mostly closed down, but we like didn't, you know, we were trying to, to stay out until midnight and the movie theater was open. So Aaron and I were like, all right, you know, and then like got us to midnight. Um, Portugal, Germany, and Italy. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Okay. What else has been going on? What are there any new foods or anything like that? What is like the summer vibe been like? Cause we really so- haven't talked about that. Yeah. So an interesting thing about the summer vibe, Italy shuts down for August. It's just closed. You have to be like, sounds dreamy. (laughs) So you have to be really careful, like planning your trips to the grocery store and that kind of stuff. Like things are just on like very low hours. Like it's nominally a two week thing, but I think a lot of places just are like, eh, take the whole month off. Um, (laughs) And that's what they do. So it's called Ferragosto. And it was originally like a festival of Augustus because Emperor Augustus was like, we work really hard during the spring with all the farming and whatnot. So on August 1st, we're going to take off. Um, And then it it turned into like this holiday period for people. But then once the Catholics kind of came into control, they um, changed it to be based around the Assumption on the 15th, um, 
but it's, it's still called Fair Agosto and it's still just the idea of taking a, a summer holiday. So yeah, it's crazy. Things are like, it's a lot easier to commute to work and things are just kind of dead. Um, and takes a little bit more planning to, to get your chores and whatnot done um, around town. But that's something that's been going on. Um, and yeah, so so what Neapolitans would do or what, what Italians would do, like they would travel or just take time off. So people are in other other parts of either the country or other parts of Europe right now. Yeah, um, food. I think, okay, so for this one, I think a lot of people probably have heard of this. Um, I originally heard about it from MK even before I moved, but it like, it always sounded weird to me until I got here and tried it. I'm like, all right, well, they're kind of onto something. Um, but a common treat, which is really popular now in the summer, um, just based on the season is to wrap prosciutto around cantaloupe, which like, it doesn't sound like it would work right Two very different flavors, but you get like kind of that salty, savory bite with a nice watery melon with like a sweetness to cut it. And it works really well. So I I've actually been... think that does sound like it would work, but you may have seen my reaction because for some reason I was just trying to jump ahead in my mind of where you were going to go. And I thought you were going to say wrap prosciutto around gelato. <laughs> oh boy. I bet there's somewhere that <laughs> that's would actually do that. probably decent too, honestly. But yeah, I mean, that's, if that's interesting. Yeah. People definitely do bacon ice cream, right? So it's just kind of a <laughs> well. That's kind of what idea. I was thinking. It does seem up the alley of like putting bacon on everything, which like we as Americans figured out as possible, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, so I've been fully embracing the melon lately, um, and yeah. I think cured meat is definitely going to be a time where I'm always willing to eat meat. Um, so yeah. I've been doing a lot of like salami and prosciutto, and then it's fun because like if you get some cheese right, then you you're either rolling it in cheese or rolling it in in the melon and it's just like a nice little treat so that's been one of the main things for food lately to do, do, do man it's been so long since we've done one of these um, I know I like as I said the food stuff earlier I was like oh wow I forgot we used to do that that's like a yeah, right? podcast and I already forgot the main questions oh another really great summer treat is a granita which is it's like a shaved ice um or almost like a slurpee um it but it's usually like a fruit or a melon. Um, and I think they freeze it and then just shave it and also put in like real ice with it. I've seen a video of that recently. I didn't know it was like an Italian thing, but I've seen a video of people doing that with like peaches. And I feel like you could do it with like plums. Yeah. Um, and you just like kind of put it on whatever I think. Oh, the video I saw was them doing it on yogurt. Like you have yogurt and like shaved frozen peach on it. Oh, I yeah, need to go I've, to the farmer's market. Dang it. I've, had, <laughs> <missed> it. <laughs> um, I've had a few different versions varying closer to like an, you know, like an icy or, or um, proper mm-hmm. shaved ice um, to some that are like silky and closer to like an ice cream. And one of the best ones I've had was almond flavored. I think I mixed a classic is to mix strawberry and lemon, obviously, but I think I did like what I do maybe did almond and melon something like that but there there are a lot of great flavors they do melon they do strawberry they do lemon it's like the real fruit or the real nut in with ice and it and it like functions like an ice cream and cools you off in the heat but tastes really good so nice yum that's it for food um let's move on to a time like a confusing moment oh um, yeah <laughs> wow I feel like this is like a throwback of my own podcast 
Like, oh yeah, confusion. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we did used to do that. Yeah, no, this is, it took me a while to like remember what we used to cover. So I had to have the handyman over to kind of look at my AC unit. Everything's fine. My AC works. But he, he used to be my neighbor. He moved out, but we know each other um, and we're friendly. Like he likes me, whatever. And so he came over, looked at my AC unit and he said, que otro. But wait, he was saying like what else? Basically, que yes. Otro. Okay, yeah, que otro. Good for me. Um, but he was saying it kind of fast, and the way he was saying it sounded like certo to me, not que otro, but mm-hmm. certo. Certo is kind of like um, like certainly or or like you got it like true, right? Like um, almost like verdad. Um, and so I thought he was asking, like, if I understood, you know, the fix for the AC, like, you got it? I'm like, yeah, see, si, got it. And he's like, cosa, like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> and we did that. We went in a loop, like, a few times. No. And then he, like, typed it out. He typed it out on Google <laughs> Translate. I'm like, oh, this is actually a very simple thing that I totally could have understand. <laughs> so he was just, like, but, asking, like, oh, is there anything else I can do? And you were just like, yep. And he was like, okay, what? Like, and you were just like, yep. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what happened. Um, yeah, no, it just like he blended the words together enough that I really like just thought it was a totally different word with a different meaning. So That's that was so my funny. my moment of confusion. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Love it. And then this is a little bit of a cop out on the word of the week, but for word of the week, I'll do, I'll do cinema. Um because Ooh, it sounds like yeah, cinema. <laughs> yeah. I just like it because you say it differently. Yeah, cinema. Um Nice. I consider that a bonus because I feel like you taught us Ferragosto and that, did I say that right? Yeah. Ferragosto. Yeah. Um, Ferragosto. Ferragosto. So anyway, that's two words. Good for us. <laughs> Cinema. Cool. Anything else? Italian? Fun? Summer? Fun? Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's what I had. It covers an activity, food, confusion, and word, which as I recall, that's what we usually do. So <laughs> Tori, let us know if we got it at all. <laughs> Yeah, I should have um, done some research, aka listened to one of our old, old episodes. <laughs> cool. Okay. Before we get to our announcements, I'll do a couple minutes on Denver updates because I feel like I've done a lot lately and haven't filled anybody in. So I'll start with Red Rocks. I have gone to Red Rocks twice this summer, which I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast or really even out loud, but internally I've had a goal of going like once per summer because it's pretty pricey and kind of hard to get tickets sometimes. It's like such a vibe. It's so great, but I feel like some people spend so much money there and good for them. I'm obviously jealous, but, um, for me, I'm like, okay, going once every summer would be a good goal so that I don't like go a whole summer without going at all. Um, and every summer there's going to be a few shows that like, I would probably sell a limb to see. So I know it'll be easy to make it work. Um, but this summer I have seen two that were like top notch, like I would, oh my gosh, like the best vibes I can imagine Red Rocks being. So do you already know which two? Have I told you this? I think I have. Um, yes, it is the Head and the Heart and Noah Khan, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the Head and the Heart has been like, I mean, I've loved the Head and the Heart for years. I've always considered them to be like pretty much number one Red Rocks goal. I would say like nice. before moving here or what, when I first got here or whatever, like if you ask me my two top tier, if I could see them at Red Rocks, I would. It's the Head and the Heart and Brandy Carlisle. And I've not yet seen Brandy Carlisle. Uh, um, she plays here dude. every year. So I definitely yeah. will. I, it just keeps happening when I'm not here. Um, 
they had the hard place every year too. So say like I, last year, I just wasn't here when they played. So when I got tickets to see them this year, that was huge. Everything about it was 10 out of, it was great. It was such a good experience. Um, and then shout that, out my friend. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say that clip of, um, rivers and roads just, Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. That one like pretty viral. Like you sent it to me, but I had seen it shared on a lot of people's stories um, the head and the heart posted on Instagram and probably on like TikTok and stuff, just a clip of like them playing rivers and roads at red rocks. And it just had some caption around like, you know, best five ever or whatever. And like, yeah, it was, I saw it live like that same clip. And it was just, it was, it was great. Um, so shout out to my friend, Emily, she visited me. It was like one of the most fun visits I've ever had. Like I've had a lot of visitors and obviously like, we're not just going to be ranking visitors, but it was amazing. Like it was such a fun week. We did a lot. Um, that I won't have time to get into every little thing, but we centered it around her coming to see the head and the heart. And there was flight drama that we were nervous it wouldn't happen. And it was so nice that it worked out because, and there was weather drama that was right after the, that was, oh yeah, I did preface this. I, I said this on the yeah. podcast that did, I was yeah. going to be there a week later from that hailstorm. So, um, the weather was also looking bad when I picked her up from the airport, the day of the concert, we were driving in crazy hail. And this was like a couple hours before the show. And I was just like, if we get held on at this show, like, I don't know what to do, but it actually worked out great. Like we went and the weather was supposed to be kind of bad, but not necessarily hail. Like, and we just chanced it and it ended up just sprinkling a tiny bit. And that was it. It was incredible. So that was great. Wonderful visit. Wonderful concert. Um, my friend had a baby while I was at the concert. And oh, so, I didn't realize it timed out that way. Wow. Yeah. And it was, it was the best. He was born like at like 1am Eastern time, but it was while I was still at the concert, like 11pm mountain time. So now I'm going to consider his birthday to be on the day he was born here in Denver <laughs> for his whole life. And um, he's a fan of the head and the heart we've decided. So I already sent him a head and the heart onesie oh, <laughs> as I his love that. birthday present. <laughs> So this is um, a jukebox, the ghost podcast. And I always thought of the head and heart as like, you're number two, like obviously jukebox is number one. Yeah. I mean, if jukebox played at at Red Rocks, like obviously I think I'm, when I say the head and the heart and Brandy Carlisle, like their vibes are perfect for Red Rocks and they do play at Red Rocks. If jukebox played at Red Rocks, I would reschedule my life to be there. I mean, I can't even (laughs) pretend not to, but you've, you've liked the head and heart almost as long as you've liked jukebox and like, you've definitely followed them closely for years. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I honestly swore I, for years, I swore I wouldn't see them again because I saw them this is like my biggest brag. It makes me so obnoxious the way I talk about this, but I saw them like in a tiny bookstore in our hometown. And it was just so cool that that happened. Like it was before they blew up. And so like the vibe of that, I was like, how can you top that when you go to big shows? Like, I don't know. So I just like never really wanted to see them in a big venue, but then I saw them at a big venue in DC, um, right before the pandemic and it was great. And so then seeing them at Red Rocks is obviously the pinnacle. Like I can't really, the only, I bet there's like some really cool venue that people talk about in, um, Washington that's like Red Rocks-esque, but like, I think some argue that it's Yeah. Better. That's like Brandy's home. Like yeah. So I bet seeing Brandy and the head and the heart there is actually the best case scenario because they're both Seattle based. Um, but I live in Denver. So Red Rocks is my pinnacle. <laughs> Red all over to Red Rocks is such an arc, though. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, the Head and the Heart, 
10 out of 10. They do have a pretty interesting stage presence, I'll be honest. And I'm only going to say this comment because I'm about to talk about Noah Khan at Red Rocks. But the head and the heart, they're, they're interesting. I think that their music is incredible, like especially their vocals. I like, I think I prefer music where the vocals are like interesting and the focus. Like I appreciate good writing, but like if two songs are in front of me and one has like perfect writing but bad vocals and the other has like decent writing and amazing vocals I'm choosing the amazing vocals song which is interesting um that's part of why I like jukebox so much I really love Ben's voice like I just find it to be so good and um so anyway so the head and the heart I will always love them because of the vocals and the vibes of the songs like they're amazing and they are built for red rocks but their personalities are like almost so I, I don't know how to say this the best because there's a lot of people in the band. So I actually think I'm only talking about one guy, <laughs> but their dynamic as a band, like the, the personalities of them is actually not that appealing. Um, the girl in the band, I think her name is charity. She, I love her. She seems, she's so quirky and weird in the best way. I love her, but the other guy, like the me, the lead guy, I can't remember his name. It's a J name. Um, he seems a little bit, like he has a massive head. <laughs> like he seems, he's like a little bit cringe, his stage presence, if I'm being honest. And so not that that took away from the concert at all, because like the vibe of all of them together, how much they love being at Red Rocks. And then their performance was all amazing. But there was a little something about his presence where I'm just like, oh my God, this guy thinks so much of himself. And like, he's doing Aww. great. He's not wrong, but it's just slightly cringe. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't say it because obviously, well, first of all, the head and the heart doesn't need me to advertise for them. I would still see them at Red Rocks every single chance I can get. So like there's, I'm not saying that they weren't good, but I only say this because easing into seeing Noah Khan at Red Rocks, I, it was a 10 out of 10 across the board. He was so excited to be there. His performances, like his performing is so good like his vocals are perfect his songs are great like everything about like just being set up to be there is perfect but like his vocals on stage are kind of even better like he would do some like silly little interesting things like throughout and it was just so good but he was fully giddy to be there like his personality was just the cutest thing you've ever seen he was so I love excited and humble yes and it was the first real giddy performance I've seen at Red Rocks because the shins I saw them last summer and they were also wonderful performance like would go again but their stage presence was very weird they were just like thank you okay like they were so they almost seemed like bored like they just seemed professional it was good but there wasn't really anything that exciting about their like stage presence um and then the head and the heart it was like great but like a weird little bit of cockiness and like I don't know it was fun but not as like it wasn't Noah Khan made me realize the pinnacle of fun at Red Rocks I think is how I'm trying to say this um so Noah Khan Sounds like when I saw Brandy at Meriwether last year, yeah. it was like, it was like when you take a kid to a trampoline park and there's just like so much endless joy on their face the whole time. And yes. they're just floating around. Like yes. that's what Brandy's performance is like. Exactly. And it just, it was just such a treat to be able to see it. It was like truly unforgettable. I mean, Noah Khan hasn't been like my favorite artist ever forever. Like I'm saying these other artists kind of have been, but like, I think that might've been the best concert I've ever been to. It was so good. Um, so anyway, 
that I talked forever about my Red Rocks experiences, but I just had to, that's been like a huge highlight of my summer. And I didn't really expect to get to see two shows that were also hard to get tickets to very hard to get tickets to this summer. So that was a real treat. Um, and then the other thing I guess with summer is that I think on the podcast, I talked about wanting to camp a lot and I don't remember if I've updated this or not, but that has very much not been a part of my summer. I quickly realized that like something's got to give and that clearly doesn't necessarily align with my priorities for like other stuff going on and how busy I've been. So I have only camped once and I think it might be the only time I do camp. Uh, we'll see with some upcoming weeks possibly, but it was awesome. It was a really, really fun camping trip a few weekends ago. And I think I appreciated it so much more because I like hadn't gotten to go yet this summer. So that was yeah. really fun. Um, yeah, I, I've had some other visitors too. really great visits this summer. Um, I'm about to have more, which this is going to be a weird time warp because we're recording this before Joe comes. Oh, uh, we will also record while Joe's here. Um, yeah, those are kind of the main things before we get into our big updates. Anything I'm forgetting? That sounds like such a wonderful, um, Colorado experience. And I, yeah. I, I really appreciate that you have, have the flexibility, right? Like, like you said, you don't want camping just to be something that you feel obligated to do. Um, yeah. and I think you had some really good fall camping trips last year as well. And I, I that really like that's the season I picture for camping personally, like fall. Um, so, well, it is a little yeah. different here. I, I I understand that and I agree with it in general, but it is a little different here because it gets so cold in the mountains. And so summer camping vibes are actually a little bit like closer to fall camping in the East Coast. Um, Interesting. Weather-wise, because it's not like you're cold, depending on your elevation and where you are or whatever, but you're pretty much always going to be cold um, in the summer. And so fall is just like extra cold. So anyway, uh, yeah, camping is definitely one of my favorite things to do out here. It just hasn't been as much of a priority this summer as like I was originally talking like it would be, and that's perfectly okay, but it makes me more excited for when it's a priority again, for sure. Like I, it was really fun to go and I will continue to go when I can. <laughs> nice. Well, great Colorado summer vibes. Um, anything else before we get into the announcement? I don't think so. I think everything else I have to say is the announcement. So I'm kind of holding myself back so far. (laughs) So Sarah, do you have some news for the listeners? (laughs) Should I just drop it all at once with my um, YouTube header tagline or whatever? Yeah, I think we start with the YouTube header as dramatically as possible and then get into like the, you know, frivolous details. (laughs) All right. Um, So not clickbait. I am quitting my job and moving to Naples. Not April Fool's. Not April Fool's. Not, well, it is a secret. Although it's not that good of a secret, but technically it's a secret. Um, Yeah. Any questions? All right. Bye. We'll see you guys next season. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So I truly am quitting my job. I don't need to go into all the details, but I started this year out talking about priorities or going back to priorities. I started this year out with my number one priority being spending an extended amount of time in Italy. So obviously I've wanted to visit Rachel. That's always been the plan, but I decided that I can and should do it for months, not days or even weeks. Um, And so that has been a massive priority for me. And I've gone through lots of different versions of the way to make it happen. And 
it's too annoying to talk about in too much detail, but it has ended with me deciding that I'll just fully quit my job right before I do this. So that's, that part is fully true and honestly not clickbait. I'm really quitting my job. And then moving to Naples is obviously I'm not moving there full time. Unfortunately, that would be quite a lot, but I am going to stay for a couple of months. So I will be moving away from my current apartment, fully moving out putting my stuff in storage and going to where we have this Ireland trip. (laughs) And then after the Ireland trip, a few weeks later, I'm going to go to stay with Rachel in Naples and that's season two. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. So let me just pause there. This feels like later season of a show when like they kind of run out of of material (laughs) for the hometown. And so it's like sweet life on deck or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We have to change locations. (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, I am so stoked. Uh, this is like the best case scenario for me. We would have made it work um, if you had to work from here, but it's so nice that you don't have to work from here. Um, and we can just focus on really enjoying the European experience. And I can have a nice one of the original housemates, as it were. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I keep telling people that I'm Well, I tell people lots of things. One, I'm quitting my job to focus on my podcast, which is true, kind of. Um, And two, I'm going to be a stay-at-home house sister. (laughs) And I'm very excited to accept a stay-at-home house sister. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. Speaking of bread, I will be baking as much as I can in Italy. I'm so excited for that. But yeah, I we're... was thinking about that. We can totally mm-hmm. sign up for classes and learn how to make focaccia of nothing else. And yeah, learn a little bit of, of cooking out here. Like, oh, I'm yeah. so stoked. This is going to be great. I know. It's going to be the best. Um, so yeah, we're going to keep it a little bit quiet, all the details of this plan, because again, season two is going to be all about this. So you'll hear everything and we'll be in person together recording, which will be so exciting. And yeah, we're going to do lots of travel beyond Italy. So the time is going to absolutely fly. I'm honestly, I'm getting so excited for it, but I'm also just like already skipping to the part where I'm sad that it's over, which like I need to just not let myself do, but it's going to absolutely fly. Um, no, that's totally a thing. Yeah. <laughs> But we're going to travel a lot on the weekends. And then I'm just so excited to like immerse myself. Like I'll, I feel like we manifested this by naming the podcast booted sisters because the main origin of the boot part in the name is Italy being the boot. Um, It's not the only thing, but it's like kind of the main thing. Like we wouldn't have named it that without it being Italy. And so I just feel like I fully get to become a booted sister now. Yeah. Um. And you're booted out of your job or booting yourself out of your yeah, job. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, the biggest process. self-boot of all. <laughs> <laughs> I do, um, you know, I don't want to dwell on it too much, but um, when I've when I've told friends the plan, roughly speaking, everyone has been so proud of you for, like, obviously you're not doing it willy-nilly, um, but, like, putting your foot down. And like you said, like, this was something I stated as my priority I'm going to follow through with that. I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity while it's here and not, you know, save up to travel to Italy in my retirement or wait for another opportunity to come out of nowhere. Like, I, I really think it's cool that you are taking that leap and saying yes. Um, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really stoked. I mean, I didn't verbalize it on the podcast as one of my priorities for this year, but literally just because I... Well, for the purpose of keeping things under wraps and making it a surprise when we did season two. Um, I wasn't going to be talking about all the 
plans of staying for a long time, but it's just been such a, like, truly it has been my North star for this year. And yeah, it was really hard to go through all the hoops of trying to get it to work out with my job, which I thought it would. And it was really frustrating, but ultimately I was just able, I've, I'm really proud and happy that I am in a position where I was able to do this, but like, ultimately I was just like, I'm not letting something keep me in the way of something I've decided is my priority. And I'm not waiting until I'm not prioritizing a job over living my life. And this opportunity is here now. I'm my sister's not going to live in Italy forever. It's right in front of me right now. When else am I going to have the chance to go for multiple months, like to live with somebody who already has an apartment there? Like that's just not something that walks into my life all the time. So I'm glad to be in a financial position to have been able to do it. And I'm glad to like that. I did ultimately have the confidence. Cause if you'd asked me a few months ago, I don't think I would have thought I would have the confidence to do this or the like, I don't but know, then you saw bold. a great movie called Barbie and you were like, then I, watched I can Barbie. do this. Uh, yeah, no, I decided this before Barbie, but Barbie was a very good uh, encourager of me living my life and doing what I feel like I really, truly want to and should do. <laughs> I'm excited for the flood of fans who are going to come forward with like, hey, Rachel, can I come live there for a couple months? And I'll just have like a rotation of people spontaneously quitting their jobs to come live with me in Italy for the next couple years. I would like for my next response to be some cautious thing about like, I'm not recommending everybody quit their job, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I kind of am. Everyone should quit their job. <laughs> um, yes, live your it's life. It's job quitting year. Yeah. I, I've had conversations like this with friends before. And I'm just like, look, if you come to me for advice, you know why you did and you know what you want your answer to be. <laughs> um, Listen, yeah. you just need one friend with a job in an apartment. I'm willing to hold it down for a couple <laughs> years. If you guys get me on the back end. Like, yeah, we all just all take turns out. being the person with the job. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah. So we'll have so much more to share. Feel free to send us questions. Again, this is the season one finale, so we won't have any immediate follow-ups super soon. Um, but feel free to send us questions anytime on Instagram um, of stuff you want us to talk about. We're still going to figure out some kinks of the logistics of how to do these episodes. I mean, it's going to be, we have a lot of planning to do for how to kind of like restructure the podcast part of why season two is season two definitively is because it's going to be different like we're not it's not Rachel lives in Italy and Sarah lives in Denver anymore and it's not you know over zoom and all this stuff. we get really you're not eavesdropping on our weekly phone call anymore you're eavesdropping on our <laughs> roommates yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's just going to be completely different and it's going to be so fun honestly like, I don't want to say better because obviously this has been so fun. Season one has been awesome and it's really put a lot of things. It's given us the foundation for a lot of things. I don't know that I would say I wouldn't have gone to, like, I wouldn't have made this decision to do like two and a half, three months in Italy. Otherwise, like if we didn't have the podcast, but it certainly helps make it exciting that I feel like we have a project around it too. And anyway, I could go on and on, but, um, I and think you will in season two, I will in season two. One of the things that like, I would say our inbox is open for suggestions is when we go on our weekend trips, we're trying to think of some things that can be like consistent. So like right now I'm yeah. thinking maybe like, obviously Rachel goes to museums that we're probably going to hit a lot of museums, like stuff like that. But like right now I'm thinking something like we go to a bookstore or a library everywhere we go. 
Um, yes. We try bread everywhere we go or something like that, <laughs> like some themes like that. So if anybody has suggestions of stuff like that, that you'd like to see in our travels, definitely let us know sooner rather than later. Because by the time you're listening to this, we might already be traveling basically. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, it's soon. That just yeah. made me so excited. Oh, I know. I know it's coming up so quick. It feels it feels so far away, but yeah. And then, yeah, if anybody has more questions about, I, I guess one thing I will add in this episode, just so I don't get too many more questions. Cause it's an FAQ. When I tell other people in my life, uh, I am coming back to Denver. I'm putting my stuff in storage because this is all lining up really nicely with my apartment lease ending. And as you know, this is the fire podcast. I'm feeling pretty okay about, uh, letting this place be, you know, in the past, <laughs> moving on. Thank it for its service, but uh, I'm okay with moving out of this current apartment. So I've got lots on my plate. If you're wondering why we've skipped a few weeks of uploads, I've got a lot going on with packing and everything for the move, but I will be putting myself in storage, kind of basing myself in Virginia for this travel. Um, but I will absolutely be coming back to Denver. So there's no like, Ooh, I wonder what Sarah's going to do next. Don't don't uh, fill in the blanks on that one. I'm coming back. I'm very excited for more camping in 2024. Like there's, there's not an air of mystery around that. I will be back. It'll just you, be a bit. Yeah. You can't leave Denver until at a minimum you've seen Brandy Carla. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I move to Seattle and then make that new venue. I literally don't even know the name of the venue. It's so famous. Yeah. It's super famous <laughs> and I can't remember it either, but we're, we're we've never been to Seattle. Yeah. 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 It's fine. <laughs> Um, um, no, so I'm yeah. not moving away. Don't tell me where I should move. I'm not moving. <laughs> I guess we'll just wrap up by saying thank you so much for a great first season. Honestly, like I didn't really know where this was going to go. I thought it would be fun no matter what. Um, and mostly looked at it as a form a form of journaling, which we've discussed a lot already. But um, one of my favorite surprises has been like the connections um, with the friends and family who listen so much more than I would have expected anybody to follow along um, and really have made it feel like a real podcast. So thank you so much for participating, joining in on the fun. Um, and we're excited to put together a great season two for everybody. Yes. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> um, tell your friends about season two. It's going to be epic. We have been honing in our skills and practicing everything in season one, but season two is going to be off the rails. I'm, I'm willing to hype it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's literally your job. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you think that this podcast has been even decent in season one, while I've been maintaining a full-time job while doing it, uh, this is my full-time job in season two. So <laughs> strap in. Um, <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. So any other questions you guys have, our DMS are open. We'll probably be pretty active on Instagram. We'll be working out a lot of kinks of how best to share things in the in-between. We don't have a release date yet for season two or anything like that, but all those updates will be on Instagram. And thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming along on this journey. And Rachel, the next time we release an episode, I'll say, I think, uh, we'll be recording in person. So I guess I'll see you Ooh, soon. That's so exciting. <laughs> it really wow. is. All right. Cool. All right. Stay booted, everybody. <laughs> and happy birthday, Rachel. Don't forget to tell oh, her. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that's where we started. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what an episode. <laughs> All right. Bye, All right. everyone. Bye.
Okay, uh, pause real quick. I gotta go do bread. Okay, I'm back. And I think I officially need new oven mitts because I just burned myself. Um, okay, I have to do bread stuff in like 30 seconds. So okay. um, ready to transition in a second, but might as well wait. We definitely just found the sound bite for after the episode. All my bread things. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I talked about burning myself. I was just saying it for the crowd. <laughs> I'm just putting on a show over here. Of course. Yeah. All right. Very back. Okay. We're done. Oven's off. No more bread.